And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land. He showed them the opportunity, and they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. First, I want to tell you, this week, uh, Dana and I moved out of our home, and I want to tell you it's the least amount of fun I've had in 20 years. (laughs) How many know that moving is not any fun? In fact, I think moving is about as much fun as being Pat Robertson's public relations director this year. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, while while we were undertaking this tedious task of moving, this question kept coming to me. Why is moving so difficult? I mean, it it can't be just the physical labor and all the countless details that have to be dealt with. So I pondered on this, what little time I had. And I decided that it's really been like this from the beginning of time. Moving illustrates a major change in our life. And that's why it can be sometimes traumatic. Moving forces us to examine all our belongings, and it reprioritizes them. We clean out closets, garages, and we view pieces of our past, and many times we just wrap them up in trash bags. And I'm convinced that God understands clearly just how unsettling moving can be. That's why as punishment for not having the faith to take the promised land, God set the Israelites on a 40-year move. And after my experience this past week, the thought of moving constantly just gives me the shakes. (laughs) But God was surely teaching them a very hard lesson. And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land. He showed them the opportunity. And they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. And when Moses told the people of Israel that God was sending sending them back into the wilderness to die, the people mourned. And they agreed that they were wrong. And they were wrong not to trust God's direction. And many of them just went ahead and charged into the promised land, only to be destroyed, because they didn't respond to God's timing. They didn't respond to the opportunity when God presented it. You see, God's plan for our life is challenging and it's progressive. He puts crossroads in our path where a decision has to be made and it has to be acted on. And he expects us to move in faith, believing that something good will come from it. And throughout the scriptures and history, God has honored those who were willing to make this move. 
and he had contempt for those who, who wouldn't. I've said this before several times, how much I appreciate the people of Bethesda. They're being willing to make a move by upgrading this facility, by committing to growth and committing to build this new children's center. I mean, that's an example of being faced with both an opportunity and a challenge and moving forward in faith, expecting a good result. And I'm confident we're not going to wander around for the next 40 years. And I believe we're going to follow God's plan and be a force in our community and even in our world for the cause of Christ. Do you feel that way? Now, there's a time for holding firm, for holding on. There's a time for standing still, waiting on God. I know that Brother Phil could relate to this this morning. But that's almost always meant to find clarity and resolve in getting ready when God presents an opportunity to, to make your move. You know, whether it be moving from a house or some other major decision in front of you, making a move is difficult. But I want to encourage you this morning that God will prepare you for what's ahead. You just have to lay it out for him, share the desire of your heart, and then just like the great men and women of faith that's come before you, make your move and do it in Jesus' name. Are there things in your life that you would like to change? Stay with Bobby to hear how you can find your purpose in Christ when you are humble and willing to change. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Well, good, good morning. How are you? Man, what a, that was a, what a storm the other night. I'm just curious, how many of you encountered just some sort of damage or something throughout that, that storm? Wow, that's incredible. That's what I thought. Well, praise the Lord. We made it, we made it through that. That was, a, that, was, that was quite an experience. I thought maybe you'd enjoy this little bit of um, storm humor. Here you go. One evening during a violent thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her four-year-old son into bed. She was about to turn off the light when he asked with a tremor in his voice, Mommy, will you sleep with me tonight? The mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug. I can't, dear. I have to sleep in Daddy's room. 
A long silence was broken at last by his shaky little voice. The big sissy. Okay, well, how many of you are enjoying our church-wide home group Bible study, 40 Days of Community? All right? Well, well, you know, I'm really enjoying it, but I have to tell you that the deeper that we go into this study, the more things that are revealed to me that I need to work on. You see, when it comes to building relationships, which is a lot of what this study is about, some of us thrive in the interaction with others, but some of us don't. I mean, for some people, relating to others comes very natural. But for some of us, it doesn't. But what this study shows us is that even if it doesn't come easy, and even if it's uncomfortable for us, it's important. It's important for us to reach out to others and become a part of our community. The Lord said, your love for each other will prove to the world that you're my disciples. So even if it doesn't come easy... It means that we have to be willing to change some things in our lives. Well, when someone mentions the word change, first thing we tend to think is, that, well, someone else needs to change. Surely not me. But in this instance, what I'm talking about is looking inward for change and coming to grips with the fact that it's not God's plan for you just to be saved. His plan for you includes the demonstrating to others the same kind of love that he's always shown to you. And there's just no getting around. This kind of change is not natural for some of us. And it requires an act of our will to do it. So I just want to mention a couple of things I believe will help us get there. The first thing is, (laughs) I believe that before we can change for the better in the arena of reaching out to others is we have to get our lives under control. I remember one time we were in Colorado on a winter holiday and one of our favorite things to do was to go snowmobiling. Has anybody ever done that? And there was this huge lake that was completely frozen over and it was so much fun to get out there and just really open up and see how fast you could go. Well, Dana ended up on one side of the lake coming toward me and I saw her way off in the distance. And so I started in her direction and as we got closer... Both of us were at top speed. And I saw that we were headed right for each other. And at those speeds, it was impossible to make a quick turn. And so as ridiculous as it seems that we were the only two people on this huge lake, we were going so fast, we couldn't turn the snowmobiles enough to prevent us from running head-on to each other. And the, the machines collided. We both went flying in different directions. And miraculously, neither one of us were hurt, bruised, but not hurt. I can't say the same about the snowmobiles. Turned out to be the most expensive trip to Colorado. And to this day, Dana insists that I was trying to kill her. I tell her, what sense would that make? But many of us live our lives going full out just like that. And we can't get our lives under control because we're just going too fast to turn it. And you can trust me when I say that I'm preaching to the choir here. Well, actually, I guess I am preaching to the choir. (laughs) But the best way to get our lives under control 
is to give it up. We have to surrender our agenda to Christ. I heard someone say one time, we have to stop being the star in our own movie. And then after we make that decision and we start to get our lives under control, we have to seek something else that doesn't always come natural. And that's humility. You see, humility is a characteristic of Christ that's often overlooked. But it's just as defining a quality as his power is. And the paradox is that he's all-powerful. And yet he was the one who was willing to wash the disciples' feet. You see, it's only when we can humble ourselves to serve others that we will ever experience the love of Christ that he intended us to have. You know, change isn't easy for most of us. But I believe as we seek God's will for us, he reveals to us those things that need changing. And he'll give us the grace and the courage to change those things. I love this old saying. It goes like this. It says, not everything that's faced can be changed. But nothing can be changed until it's faced. And I believe that when we are willing to change, and when humility becomes a part of our nature, that's when God's will for us intersects with our talent and our abilities. And that's when we can find our purpose in Jesus Christ. Are your Mondays as good as your Sundays? Stay right there to learn three things you can do to keep Christianity alive in your workplace. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. But first, I want to encourage some of you today by talking about how to take your Sunday into Monday. And by that, what I mean is how to take what you hear and, and feel in church on Sunday and sustain it and apply it to your work all week. How many know that that's a challenge sometimes? You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It, it's always been my favorite day uh, for lots of reasons. I, I, look, I look forward to seeing my friends. Uh, I look forward to praising the Lord in song and worship. I look forward to hearing the Word. I, look, I especially look forward to Sunday lunch. Um, but just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter into our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. 
The people are different. The motivations are different. The people we come in contact with have agendas. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all of those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by reminding you three things you can do to keep your Christianity in the middle of your work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, do it for the Lord. The Word says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that's who we are, and if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our decisions at work. When we do it all for the glory of God, we're doing more than just expanding our spiritual horizons. Having that mindset is teaching us the kingdom mentality where every decision is meant to be in perspective to not just our goals, but His. Does that mean that we approach our job with our head in the clouds all the time? No, it doesn't mean that. But it does mean that we acknowledge that our work and our decisions at work have a greater purpose than other people think. Another way to apply our godly principles to our work week is to simply watch what we say. We have to watch what comes out of our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those who work with me or for me? Is your work personality the same one as the one you have here on Sunday? The Word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, are destructive enemies in our Christian walk. And we have to guard our tongues and learn to use them if we're going to carry His will into the workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. I'm going to say that again. Your integrity is priceless. We can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle it. The enemy is so successful at using integrity issues to bring our leaders down at every turn. We see it all the time. In just the last few months, a highly regarded governor and an up-and-coming congressman, for example publicly denounced, humiliated, all because of decisions that compromised their integrity. God's Word is filled with promises for those who will honor Him and filled with warnings for those who don't. And our integrity is not something that we can be careless about because in the workplace the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful. We have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. One mistake, as we've seen, and our incredibility and our effectiveness as a witness is lost, sometimes forever. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work 
by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trust us with his money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom than just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what's really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. There's probably some some truth in that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good thing. It says give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. God is telling us that when we are faithful to give, we can expect Him to bless us and to prosper us in our job or business. You know, I don't like it when people get in my business. I'm just like you. The first thing that comes to mind when people try is, why don't you just mind your own business? And I'm not trying to get in your business this morning. But let me tell you something. The one person that you want in your business is Jesus Christ. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and the secular at work. Our Christianity involves our entire life. And our challenge and our mission is to honor God with our whole life at church, at home, and at work. And to do that... We have to do it all for the glory of God. We have to watch what we say. And we have to protect our integrity. And we have to invest in the kingdom of God. And if we do that, then I promise you, you're going to have some Mondays that are just as good as your Sundays. And that's when something good always happens. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.